0: This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by our good friends at Hedua, the Home Educating Family Association. You can find them at hedua.com. Before we get started on this week's episode, I want to remind you that the best way to get Homeschooling in Real Life, the podcast, delivered directly to your listening device is to head on over to iTunes and to subscribe to our show. Each week when we produce new podcast material, it will come directly to you without you having to do anything. So head on over to iTunes. And while you're there, why don't you leave us a review as well? We hope you enjoy this week's episode. On this episode of Homeschooling in Real Life, we are responding to a listener who asked, How can I balance being a great homeschool parent without losing parts of myself? You know, without losing those parts of me that feed the soul. And I loved that as we went down this path and jumped right in, Kendra shared a great analogy. um, One that you get when you're getting ready for takeoff. On an airplane.
1: You know, it's just the analogy. We put on that oxygen mask before we can help the person next to us. Oh, that's brilliant. If we don't, we're going to die in the midst of helping the person. What good is that? And
0: they're going to die, too.
1: Absolutely.
0: If you've been around homeschooling long enough, you'll know that you're often encouraged to sacrifice for your kids. Self-sacrifice. Sacrifice Sacrifice, uh, not only for them, but for their education. Now, sometimes that sacrifice can get a little screwy, it can go a little too far, and it can actually turn into something a little damaging.
1: It is not Christ-like sacrifice and beautiful self-sacrifice to run yourself into the ground and die trying. That's not self-sacrifice. That's martyrdom.
0: So on this episode, we're talking again about homeschooling, but we're going to poke behind the curtain a little more again. We're going to talk about guilt. We're going to talk about parent guilt, and we're going to encourage you, hopefully, to nurture yourself and to take care of yourself and to take time for yourself so that you can be a better caretaker of others. You need to take care of yourself in order to take care of others. This is a fun and practical show that we hope brings you freedom. You are listening to Homeschooling in Real Life, Episode 80, Raising Kids losing yourself. Stay with us. This is homeschooling in real life.
1: To go.
2: Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. We want to welcome
0: you to episode 80 of the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, Raising Kids, Losing Yourself.
1: We are right in the middle of Christmas season.
0: Yeah, what are you doing, in fact?
1: Well, literally addressing envelopes. Like, that's what I am doing while you're, we're We're recording, recording a podcast <laughs> and
0: you're writing envelopes. Yeah. Which is
1: funny because in a previous episode, we said we don't send Christmas cards.
0: Yeah, and we are. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, you know, we have talked about, we did an episode on not wanting to spread you too thin or being spread too thin during the holidays. So we don't want to add to that. We are going to keep this episode quick and light and fun. It's a homeschooling in real life to go. So we hope you enjoy it. It is uh, answering the question that came in from a listener named Chris. We'll start our episode playing his question, then we're going to dive into how you continue to homeschool and care for children, but what?
1: But have any kind of downtime or self-development or, gosh, you know, time You're to... You're being
0: selfish when you say that.
1: <laughs> we can talk about that. Yeah, we are right. going to
0: talk about that. So let's take a break and we'll be right back. Yes, Fletch. How's your um, Christmas planning going? Well, I'm planned. You are crazy planned. I I mean, if our listeners don't know this about Kendra, Christmas is done like in August for her. It's survival. Is it just getting everything done? Now, if you didn't, if it weren't you, wouldn't a planner be a good idea?
1: Well, yes. And (laughs) I actually use a planner, which is kind of a funny thing because I really, really, really love electronic stuff you know yeah so i love my smartphone because it's smart and i love my laptop because it's smart and
0: (laughs) (laughs) they're both smart they're both
1: smart um however i've become a convert this year to the paper planner because hedge is so smart
0: well it's funny because i have become a convert to paper uh diaries or writing notes in a notebook and i do not like to use electronic notes as well. So that's interesting. You're right there with
1: me. It is. I don't know. Maybe there's some connection between the brain and getting it down on paper.
0: I don't know. Well, listeners, you know, we are sponsored by Hedgewood. That's the Home Educating Family Association. They have great planners. They have Family Magazine. They have Deer Magazine. They also have an electronic planner. So, you know, they have everything for everyone. And with Christmas right around the corner, if you have a homeschool family or actually any family member, man, those dear magazines, our girls love them.
1: Yes, they do.
0: And they're perfect for any young woman as well as family magazines. So there are a lot of good options over at Hedgewa.
1: Yes. So if you're thinking of what can I do for that young woman in my life, a subscription to dear magazine would be a wonderful gift all year long
0: yeah and if you're have a homeschool family that you know could use some support because they don't have a lot around them a subscription to family magazine could do just the same thing absolutely so head on over to com and uh, fill up your shopping baskets so we are back, and you know who that was? Of course I do. That's Sarah Groves. She's your favorite.
1: One of my faves, yep, and she just came out with a new album.
0: Wow. Christmas, oh, Hint, okay. Fletch. Wow. I'll have to take the other stuff back. <laughs> hey, that's. Oh, wait,
1: stuff. <laughs> like, there's more than one? Stuff. You said stuff,
0: that, uh, That song was just showed up for my own life. Now, why did we choose that?
1: Well, I think some of us get into parenting, and we suddenly realize, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> this is my new normal. This is my life.
0: Yeah, and you know, some of us get even wackier and go into homeschooling, (laughs) and then we we dive into that. So we have a a voicemail that came in from a listener, and actually he emailed us first, and I read the email, and I was like, oh my goodness, this guy is right where I am, and I asked if he would send it in by voice, and he was kind enough to do that, so let me play that voicemail for us now, and then we'll jump
2: into it. Well, hello, Fletch and Kendra. This is Chris from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I'm the husband of one, the father of seven. My kids are uh, ages five to 16. I travel one to two nights a week for work. Um, I find that I'm, you know, burning the candle at both ends. Uh, So here's my question. How do we find a balance between raising kids and still doing things that feed the soul, like developing friendships, playing softball, taking classes, you know, attempting stand-up routines, that kind of thing? Because I'm I'm concerned about being perceived as the guy who doesn't care about good fathering and doesn't want to die to myself, you know, as a first class whiner about having so many kids and maybe all that is true. um, But I'd like to think I can also develop some of my own talents and gifts on my free time. So uh, looking forward to what you have to say. Thanks.
0: All right. Thanks Chris for calling in to homeschooling in real life. And just a reminder, that if that is something you want to do, you can just go to the Contact Us page and you can leave us a voicemail or you can tweet to us or Facebook or email us, anything you want from that page. But he is diving into this topic of being all in to homeschooling, but maybe forgetting ourselves and having to rediscover ourselves and having to make space for ourselves. So where do we see this conversation going tonight? Maybe a couple different places. Okay. Um, You had mentioned something about Kids is an Idol. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mentioned something to you in pre-production on not forgetting who we were um, as caretakers. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we should just dive in and get into those topics. So okay. I think that, you know, Chris is asking this question, um, and I want to address it first from a, a, a just to affirm some things that are going on. Yeah, go ahead. He's um, talking about working hard, being gone a couple nights a week, and being tired a lot, yeah, and that sounds like me. And yep.
1: physical, and, valid issue,
0: yeah. And so the the next step here is: as a homeschooling dad, you're watching your wife maybe get burned out. We've talked about that a lot on the mm-hmm. show, and you should probably look at homeschooling. You know, I'm, I love homeschooling, but I'm totally burned out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is maybe coming home, and he's had the weight of the world on his shoulders, and his wife has had the weight of homeschooling, and like me, maybe you want to come in and help take the burden off of you. And if not every evening, at least on the weekends. Yeah. And you can get into a rut where that is what you do. Yeah. You know, I am looking out for your back Mm -hmm. and you're looking out for my back. And all we do is rescue each other. Yeah. But in rescuing each other, we are burying ourselves individually.
1: Yes. So I think you're just looking from a logistical standpoint. You come home, um, but what happens?
0: I'm tired. You're tired. Yeah, I'm yeah. wiped that's out. That's just
1: the bottom line. And then teenagers want you or somebody needs a conversation with you or or, or any number of things. But the bottom line is by nine PM you're like, lights out, man. I'm I'm down. Yeah. So that's just like how there's no you can't stretch time. We can't add hours to our day and we can't get more energy. I mean, you can, you can drink caffeine and yeah, you and can, you, you <laughs> you know what, that, we know the health side of this, but.
0: <laughs> yeah. In that scenario you just presented is very real. Yep. Let me present your scenario.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I'm gone. And so you are on from 630 on, that's when Mighty Joe's feet hit the ground. Yeah. And he comes in tapping your shoulder in bed, wanting something. Usually. And as, yeah. and as a special needs little boy, those, he doesn't know how to, show that self-control yet right right so that starts breakfast um getting kids going getting school going and and you're doing school physically
1: the eff- leaving the house to take joe to yeah. his special ed yeah. yeah
0: and then you have physically um,
1: coming home and <laughs> yeah
0: on top of uh, chores and everything you're trying to get schooling done in the morning when he's gone right and then he hits home again in the afternoon and you're on all day until i get home yeah and so, once I get home, the last thing you need is more people clawing and clamoring at you because now you're kind of getting your stuff done. So this question mm-hmm. very real and Absolutely. and that's all the real pieces he's asking, "How do we not lose ourselves so, where did you want to start the conversation?
1: Well, I think number one, straight out of the gates is the fact that for years and years and years and years, all I ever heard from the try harder, do more crowd was that it was selfish of me to even think of doing anything that took care of myself. So from keeping my nails nice, and I'm not even a, nail, a big nail polish girl, but I mean just like keeping them, you know, cut clean, whatever, to any number of things that, that go, fall under the category of self-care, that my children and you and the home all came before that period. End of sentence. Yeah, um, and so
0: yeah. And what does that do? Well, that's a ton of guilt.
1: So much on your shoulders. So much guilt because think about how many directions that could go in. If I take more than two minutes to go to the bathroom, is is that selfish? <laughs> you know, if I if I'm in there like catching my breath and going like this, you know, and maybe uh, tweezing my eyebrows or I don't know something, then is that selfish? Yeah. That in my mind, because of all of that pressure from that crowd, it was all very everything, anything that was. And we're not even talking
0: like the stuff that really is for you, right? That's for maintenance, right? (laughs) Right. Maintenance. You're not exactly. That's like got to keep my body going, right? (laughs) Right, right, right. So,
1: so if your only outlet for you is to go to your prenatal appointment, that that's doesn't count. I'm sorry. Okay, so
0: I need need to jump in here. We have a lot of um, watchers on Mm -hmm. this topic Mm -hmm. because you presented this a couple days early that we were going to be talking about this, and Facebook kind of lit up mostly with homeschooling moms that just said, I want to watch this. Now, one thing I noticed was a lot of the people that wrote in on Facebook, and ladies, I'm really glad you took the time, um, but a lot of them were like, oh, um... Audiobooks or forcing myself to do this while I'm doing the dishes. Um, I'm doing this while I'm doing something else. Mm-hmm. I, I hide in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's the Kendra that you're just describing. Right. You're doing household chores yes. and trying to find a little time for yourself in the midst. That's not what Chris is getting at.
1: And there is some of that. I mean, I will say, yeah, in in a balanced life, yes, I am going to knit at my daughter's basketball games. Yes. You in know a what balanced I mean? Like, life, I'm going to... Yeah, right. you're
0: going to listen to a podcast when you're driving in the car with exactly, the kids. One that exactly. you want to listen to. That
1: I want to listen to. I often tell the kids, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we're listening so, to, guys. So,
0: and again, i I'm glad people are listening and want to hear it. That's not what Chris is asking. Mm-mm. He's not asking, how do I, in the midst of my current day, how do I maintain, you know,
1: right. in right, the midst right.
0: of this, how do I maintain me? Yeah. He's talking about, you know, I don't want to lose parts of myself. Yeah. You know, I want to develop a comedy routine. That's totally me. Yeah. Like, I want yeah. to spend some time writing. <laughs> um, I want to spend some time on my blog. You want to spend some time on your blog. Yes. That's totally me time. Yes. Right. And
1: God has gifted us. And this is the thing that I think we we just, totally forget and often abandon when we become parents is we forget that all of those years of God developing our gifts and our skills, they suddenly, it's just like suddenly turn, somebody turns the lights out and it's over. Why? I really see now on the other end of all of this um, in our lives that God gave me all of that training, um, all of those opportunities to now use for him. And we'll talk about that too.
0: Yeah, so when you do this as a homeschooling dad, like Chris is asking, and I agree, Mm -hmm. when you say, hey, I'm going to sacrifice all of me to... We should have played that song, All of Me. <laughs> um, so when you do that, um, here's a couple things I know will happen. Y- if all you're doing is focusing on this one thing, um, we're going to get to making your kids an idol, but you will get burned out. Again, we did a whole episode on burnout. You can become depressed because you're yes, losing yeah. you.
1: Let's get beyond the word burnout because sometimes that just seems sort of mild. But we're talking about physical, actual ramifications to this. You know, I know women who go, it goes beyond mental health. There are women who are, who are so overweight because they're not taking care of their bodies. And then that runs into other issues with high blood pressure and diabetes and, you know, vein yeah. issues and, and whatever.
0: And burnout can lead to frustration in a marriage. Absolutely. Like, I've lost me. Right. And so what happens is mom snaps. Yeah. Like, I've got to go find me. They're yours bye. Yeah. See you later. Oh, we've seen this. We've seen this. We've seen this in marriages, in homeschooling marriages, this exact issue.
1: Yes. Walks out the door not to return.
0: Yes. And so that can happen. We did a whole episode on what homeschooling can do to your marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, again, we were going back to those examples earlier. Dad comes home and says, I want you, mom. Mm -hmm. I want you. Yeah. I mean, in the I want you kind of way. Yeah. And mom says, I don't want Please. another person on right. me. Right,
1: exactly. I've had you know, babies spit up. I've had...
0: <laughs> walk away. Right. You mm-hmm. know, I, that's not me. So mom and dad are both now frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, it can lead to bitterness if you're not taking care of yourself. Uh, and what does that do? That just, you start getting crushed. And I want to read a section um, from a book I was reading this week. We were talking a little about self-care. So why don't we take a break and we come back. Let's talk about um, making our family an idol and mm-hmm. then talk a little bit about self-care.
1: Okay. wish All right,
0: Ken, we're talking Christmas. We're talking gift giving. We're talking gift purchasing. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone is stuck and saying, oh, man, I forgot. I need to get a gift quickly, and I need it sent. I don't have time to wrap. Um,
1: and yeah, that's you. You're talking about <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> you know where I would go? I would go to carolinescoffee.com. Because I have the opportunity there to give the gift of God's glory. Oh, sorry, coffee.
1: Coffee is God's glory. Yeah. We know.
0: So I would, I would go on there. I would pick my favorite bean. I would pick my favorite um, area of the world where coffee is grown. The roast that I like, and I would order coffee by the pound and have it sent directly to my recipient. That's what I would do. And because they're a sponsor of this podcast. And again, this is a free podcast. That's what our listeners can do for us. Right, Kenj?
1: Absolutely. So you need to go to homeschoolingirl.com slash coffee, and you'll go right to that little portal. Um, it's like, a, like the wardrobe, isn't it? It yeah. takes you into Narnia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Caroline's coffee is like the Narnia. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Use our code H-I-R-L, which stands for homeschooling in real life, and you'll get 10% off your order.
0: Go do it. And thank you so much for supporting our sponsors. Even when I lose, i Because I give you home All right, so that's John Legend. Can you I can't even remember who it was, singing All of Me. It has nothing to do with this episode, but that, <laughs> we had to play that song. So, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about making family an idol.
1: Okay, well, here is number one what I think we have been inundated at, with. And I don't believe this is just the homeschool community. I think parents in both the Christian community and just, the, just our Western parenting paradigm have been taught that. We put everything aside for our kids or we're selfish, right? And so we see one extreme or the other. We see career moms or we see career dads that are all into this career. They're workaholics or careers, and they completely ignored their children, right? Yes. Okay. Then we see the other extreme. And we saw that when
0: we were kids, we did see that, that when we what were kids, the yeah. The previous generation, maybe. sure.
1: In the eighties, we did mm-hmm. see that, yeah. Um, or then you see the other aspect where it's all about the kids and like the, an extreme would be Dance Moms, you know, the TV sports, show or Sports Families. Sports
0: my goodness. Families that
1: it's all about traveling everywhere with the kids for sports and they neglect Sunday worship and they neg- you know whatever. Yeah, it's all right. about that. Um, and and we're not saying that that's a, ne- a you know a negative thing for a season or for a specific you know situation or whatever, but. All the time, I think on both of those ends of the spectrum, we're creating idols. Okay. And so what we have now in our North American parenting is this constant communication to parents that if you are not spending quality time if you're not in there doing the crafts with the kids you know fletch if you don't come home from work and build something with the boys or throw a baseball with them or you know all this stuff like that, then you you are a selfish parent you're lousy
0: you're cats you know, in the cradle
1: cats in the cradle right <laughs>
0: that's actually the song we should have played Cats yeah, in the cradle right.
1: i'm saying that any extreme and even anything in the middle because we're just idolatrous human beings can become an idol. Mm-hmm. So just like it would be lousy to make your career your your thing that gives you your hope.
0: Oh so oh, the hope shifting <laughs> alarm is going off in the homeschooling in real life studio. We need a we need an actual hope shifting alarm to go off.
1: Okay, so hope shifting, <laughs> but also that's identity, right? People right. are wrapped up in well, I'm CEO and that's who I am and that's what I do, or I'm the manager of this clothing store. That's who I and am. It's so that's important what I do, that and I do this and I've got to be there and there we rely on. Bring me, it over to homeschoolers. Let's pull it the other way and say, well, but my children, you know, are they I have to be there. I've got to be the one. I have to be the one teaching them because nobody you know else what? can. They
0: There's so many people judging me that I'm doing this. I have to do this perfectly.
1: And I better do it right. And I better use this curriculum. And I've got to do it this way. And we are in this co-op. And we do classical conversations. And we We use this this or that. And I'm picking on classical conversations. But that's, you know, it's just, that's the idol the other way. Listen, guys, I stood in church this afternoon with a, another older mom, just a couple years older than me, who has, they have five children. Um, several of them are adults. Two of them are still at home. And we both laughed in a sort of an ironic, sad way that we had for years and years sacrificed ourselves for this ideal of this perfect family. Now, we never would have said that, oh, I'm going for the perfect family. But by sacrificing everything I was and who God created me to be in order to... Grow My Kids God's Way, <laughs> you know, we, I mean, we pick on it that sounds like too. it's a ministry, is that like a name. and <laughs> We pick on it. But that, that is where this, a lot of this stemmed from for us, like this idea that if we did things this way, and it does not have to be that curriculum. It could be a whole lot of other things. You know, if we do things a certain way, if we have the right theology, if we're in the right church, if our kids are in this great youth group, if they're not in youth group, you know, whatever your lists are, our hope suddenly becomes that, our idol suddenly becomes that, and now you 've set yourself up for awesome resentment,
0: yeah, personal resentment, yeah, so you know Chris calling in says, um, and again if you 're just coming into the podcast at this point, Chris has asked what do i how do I not lose myself when i 'm raising my kids, and we 're going to get to that answer of that one, or at least some suggestions, but I was thinking along the lines, Kendra, that you know, when we were talking about this pre-production, I'm saying I asked you. You know, you've taken on someone's career. They're called teachers right. in the real world, right? And teachers say, you know, I go to a place, I teach, and I go home. Mm-hmm. And um, those teachers take on the burdens of their students and take on the thoughts. And you know, I want these kids to learn. Yeah, that's what you do. The teachers, but you, guys, you know what? Me, the wait,
1: teachers. Can I just interject this yeah. real quickly because we're not anti-school. Yeah, <laughs> um, and for we we have teachers in our kids' lives that. Absolutely love these
0: kids and love Love what they're doing. and
1: And they are putting in the hours and the time and the commitment and the emotional. Commitment as well.
0: Yeah. So, but they get to walk away. They
1: do. That's the difference. (laughs) You know,
0: even Joe uh, with his special needs program, we go to pick him up sometimes and his teacher is wearing soccer clothes. Yeah. Because he's going to go to the soccer field.
1: Yeah. Because he's a coach. Yeah. He's a coach
0: and that's, he gets a break from what he's doing. Yep. Homeschool moms, homeschool dads, not only do we not take those breaks, but we're guilty if we (sighs) do. We're guilty if we're a dad and we decide to have a hobby. That's mm-hmm. just ours. Mm-hmm. You know, I can remember when I first started off family and I was uh, a fisherman and mm-hmm. I loved fishing and I yeah. loved driving out to the river and fishing. And then eventually it was just like, I can't do this. Well, you know what? To some extent, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to leave you yeah. and go fishing for every f- four hours every weekend. Right. Or that's kind of why I never played golf other than I'm just really horribly bad <laughs> at it. If you guys ever got <laughs> to see me in real life, you'd see that my five foot seven inch frame that has, you know. Shrek arms. I just don't swing a golf club well. Yeah. But I couldn't guarantee that I would do it anyway. You know, I can't give a couple hours a week or as much time as you need to be good at something. Yeah. Um, but in the last few years, you and I have both rediscovered some things. And in the last couple months and in the last couple weeks, we've been talking about being caretakers. So, Ken, you got me a book for my birthday called Life is Good. And if you guys get a chance again to meet me in real life, you'll find out that 99.9% 99.9% of my wardrobe is Life is Good clothing. <laughs> That's um, right. It's a company based on optimism, which is what I'm all about. And so as people have met me, they'll always say, man, you know, Fletch is an optimist. I am. I'm the guy that if you find a pile of horse poop, I <laughs> will be looking for a pony because there's got to be <laughs> one around. This comes from a section of the book called Self-Compassion. Now, Life is Good has a, a partnered with an organization called Playmakers, and the philosophy is this. You can't share what you don't have. And that provides vital direction for those whose lives require an abundance of compassion. It says this, In order to consistently help others, you need to be taking care of yourselves. You may be in a helping profession like teaching, nursing, counseling, something like that. You may find yourself at a stage of life that requires an abundance of compassionate response and care. Maybe you're the parent of young children And whatever the scenario is, tending to our own joy and well-being is crucial. Breathing techniques, meditation, yoga, play, recreational exercise, and scheduling downtime are all simple, smart, and beneficial ways to achieve this. You know, I read that and I was thinking about us as homeschooling parents who are on all the time mm-hmm. scheduling downtime for ourselves. And like Chris said, what about these things? What about working out? What about exercising? What mm-hmm. about, you know, fishing? Mm-hmm. What about a comedy routine? Right. Yoga, you know, woodworking, you, woodwork, ba- you like doing ballet, mm-hmm. knitting, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't get some downtime, mm-hmm. you're not going to be, as good as you can be.
1: You know, it's just the analogy. We put on that oxygen mask before we can help the person next to us. Oh,
0: that's brilliant.
1: If we don't, we're going to die in the midst of helping the person. What good is that?
0: And they're going to die too.
1: Absolutely. And so here's the thing. It is not Christ-like sacrifice and beautiful self-sacrifice to run yourself into the ground and die trying. That's not self-sacrifice. That's martyrdom.
0: Yes. Yes. So, you know, Chris, who wrote in, what are some ways you can do this? You know what we're going to start off saying? Just do it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you need, you and your wife need to look at this whole picture and say, you know, Are we making family an idol? Mm -hmm. Are we making homeschooling? Have we shifted our hope onto homeschooling so much that we can't take a break? Yeah. Has someone told us that by taking a break, that by making time for ourselves, that we were wrong in doing that? You have to take me time. You have to have time for yourself. You have to put the oxygen mask on before that happens. So first, if someone's told you that, again, Fletch and Kendra here at Homeschooling Real Life. You can take me time.
1: And do you want some balance? Because the balance in this conversation is that we're not telling you to abandon your kids and go play golf for 18 hours and every day. And go shove Duh. them in the
0: public school system or you know, whatever. Right, not so what that we're you saying. can do
1: your own thing. I mean, honestly, you guys, this is a, this is crazy. But I remember one time we were pregnant. I may have told this story before, but I'll tell it again. We were expecting our fourth child, and I remember a couple said to us, Oh, well we stopped at two because we knew we wouldn't be able to go skiing with more than two kids. Okay, that to me is the epitome of of crafting a life around maybe a very selfish pursuit, you know, or saying, right. we're just going to tell God what the parameters are here, <laughs> you know. And that's not of course we're not telling you that. We're not telling you to sacrifice relationships, we're not telling you that. But, you know, there are some very practical things and we'll get to that too.
0: Let's go to it right now.
1: Okay, so number one, Fletch, let me let me just tell you anecdotally what I've learned this in the last two years of rediscovering the things that God gave me before I had kids. Okay, so one of those you mentioned was ballet. So I danced from the time I was five years old. It was my first time in a studio until I was 22 years old in college on point ballerina. That's what I did. And tap danced as well. You know, that's a lot of years to pour into something. And when we became parents and I started to buy into all of this, you know, homeschool culture of of things, and I remember saying like, what a waste. Why did I have all those years of ballet? How dumb. I should have been taught to raise a family and housekeep and all these things that, you know, anybody Mm -hmm. can learn in a week. (laughs) And so, (laughs) and so, you know, there are some practical things that I won't get into, but that ballet actually physically has been very, very helpful in my life. But now... A year ago, more than a year ago, um, I found an adult ballet class at a ballet academy in our next big town. I'm one of the youngest at 45 years old, um, all the way up to 75 in this class. And so it has been a beautiful place for me to go to once or twice a week, take that class. Nobody can reach me. In that class, <laughs> I have I can't even craft a grocery list in my head because I am so focused and concentrating on everything I'm doing for that hour in that class. It's all ballet the entire hour. Um, but here's one of the things that's come out of that that completely took me by surprise. That is relationships, and I now have lovely friendships with several women who are big in our local arts community. But here I am, dropped in the middle of this group, with a whole lifetime, so to speak, of arts in my background. So I speak their language. I share their passion. I know what they're talking about. I love it all, too. And it's like an instant relationship, such an in into the lives of women I never would have had influence on.
0: So you are really, you know, when we talk about building purposeful relationships, um in the house and outside of the house you're yes. building purposeful relationships with your kids all day long all day long so they know mom and you know them and they know dad and I know them but this is a chance for you to really build purposeful relationships outside
1: Yes. And that has spilled over into our home, both in the fact that when I come back from that class, I have a clear head. I'm happy. (laughs) I feel good. My body feels good. My brain feels good. I've taken that time. I actually take two classes back to back um, in the morning. And so I've been gone three hours and I come home. Okay. And so I was
0: going to ask. Realistically, this is a three-hour commitment, one day a week.
1: hmm Yeah. Right now it is because that's the way the schedule works out for me. Yes. Um, with kids who are home and can, can run things or and whatever. And you
0: look forward to that day.
1: Absolutely. Look and it forward cleanses to it. your soul. So very much. Yeah. And
0: then you get back, and you're a better mom. Yes. And a better wife, and a better teacher, and a better everything.
1: Yes, but the spilling over is not just that. The spilling over is my kids now. You know, know who these women are. We talk about this, you know, these people and this situation. Yeah. And my daughters, our daughters, you know, are so involved in our local arts community. And so there's all of that as well. Um, and then even next week, because it's uh, one of our daughter's Christmas break from her, her on-site classes, she's going to come with me and take the classes with yeah, me. Yeah,
0: so this is building purposeful relationships. Yes, it is. Very much so. So not just cleansing mom's soul, but reaching out in outside of your own personal relationship with Jesus, Mm -hmm. expanding that kingdom. Okay, so the second thing I wanted to bring up as a practical response was this. You know, the benefit of this, or or what I would encourage you, is to live exactly as we've been saying. Live in a community where you are free, and you are fearless, and you can live recklessly for Jesus— in whatever it is, mm-hmm. whether it's again, a comedy routine, that's How awesome. awesome. Yeah, if that's what you <laughs> oh, that's want to build, so fantastic. I'm, I've been working on a screenplay, you know, and yeah. it's slow. Yeah. But I find the time for myself to do it. I, you know what, I'm sorry, I don't do that with the kids around. They give me a lot of like, ideas for my screenplay, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm writing on it slowly and I meet with a friend mm-hmm. at coffee and the two of us do that purposefully. You know, he's my writing partner, my creative partner. And you know what happens during those times? We minister to one another a lot. Mm -hmm. It's not just writing. So, you know, I I would love for our listeners to, again, just forget the hope shifting and just get down to where you are living so secure in the gospel that you can be fearless and reckless and free because of what Jesus has done. Um, That's what we see. So the only thing at this point that I can see someone giving us rejection on is, Practically, I can't do this. I don't have the time
1: or the babysitting money. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So here's the thing: you said I go away for coffee with my screenwriting buddy. What's making that happen for you? You right, exactly. So I know how important this is in your life. Therefore, I'm not going to groan and moan that you're taking a Saturday morning to go do this, which you did just this last Saturday. <laughs> you yep. know, you you helped somebody with a dental thing, and then you got together with this buddy. Beautiful that's a give and a take because you came back and I was off to something with a daughter and hung out with our oldest son in a coffee shop right. all afternoon while she and was at a rehearsal.
0: you just texted me this week and said, I want to get away with this girlfriend. what did I say?
1: Do it. Book yeah. it. Go do that. Yeah. So there's got to be that give and take. And I know, again, you guys, there's not more than 24 hours in a day. In fact, uh, what's the song from Rent our girls just sang at a Oh, choir? it's
0: like some thousand days. 5,000? 5, <laughs> 530. Yeah, wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Right, right. 600 minutes. That's like how many minutes you have, right? Okay. So that's, you can't change that. And we realize that. So this is going to be a season where you're going to be a little squeezed. You may have to do some give and take. I'll give you some time. You give me some time. And we both have to find some time together, right? We don't want to abandon the marriage growth as well. It's tricky. It's nothing, there's nothing perfect. You have gonna seven you, kids. Chris. I'm going to tell
0: you, some of my time that I want is time with you. That's what I need to I know. To, no, that's what I, know. I, I agree. need to redo rejuvenate totally my agree. soul.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's
0: not always like away time playing the drums yeah, and right, doing yeah, yeah. yoga. It's I just want to hang out with you with right. no kids around. Right. I don't want to do homeschooling.
1: So I think you, know, you, you say we've got to make the time to do this in our lives. Um, the other thing you didn't say that we've been talking a lot about lately is the idea of being caretakers. And you know what? If you are raising young children, you are a caretaker. Think about how many times over you are a caretaker as well. I mean, in our lives right now, I'm raising young children. I've got a special needs child. That's two. We've got elderly parents next door. That's three. And I'm in ministry. That's four. And I'm in ministry. For you, that's four. Plus being a healthcare provider, that's five. So if you are a caretaker's listener, more than one time over, (laughs) and it doesn't matter, even if you were just raising young children, you are a caretaker. And caretakers need time to be cared for. For.
0: Yeah, they need to pull the oxygen mask and put it on themselves and
1: breathe and deeply. Breathe deeply, yeah. and then
0: begin to help other people with yes. their masks. Yep. All right. So does that wrap up this show? I think so.
1: I think, think we went good. longer
0: than we expected. Uh-huh. So um, we don't know what's coming up next week. You know why? Because we've kept promising a show, and it just doesn't materialize. So we're going to leave next week a surprise. Okay. And if you want to reach us before now and then. You can get us on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschooling IRL. You can tweet to us at homeschoolirl, or you can email us info at homeschooling IRL.com. Most importantly, if you want to be part of this community homeschooling in real life community, head on over to homeschooling slash subscribe. You can get bonus content. You can get the newsletter that we send out once a month that has coupons and codes and information and everything that we share with the members of our community. We want to share that with you. So head on over and become a member.
1: All right, Fletch, let's let everyone get on with their holidays. Bye.
2: You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com.